Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Classroom Matters with me, Christy Hool. Today, we're going to continue our student series, our Students Tell All series. Um, I get the honor and privilege of sitting down with recent high school graduate, Nicole Moore. Nicole, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Yeah, you're how welcome. You? Good, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you just recently graduated mm -hmm. um, from a large school district, mm -hmm. and you know what you're going to do, right? You're not one of those kids that are like, oh, I'm going to kind of think about it over the summer. You have your plan set for where you're going to go um, coming up next month, or are you still kind of thinking about it? Yes, I, I'm i going to a community college. It's State Fair Community College in Stalia, Missouri. And my major as of right now is sonography, but I might be changing that. I'm not really sure. Just kind of as I go through my first two years at the community college, I'll see like what I want to do or if I want to change that. That's a really interesting career choice. Like, what got you involved in that? What made you interested in that? I took um, human A&P in high school, and I had a really great teacher who made it incredibly fun. So, like, having her made me realize how cool, like, something like that could be. So she took part in that. So that will probably come into play in some of our conversations as we as we move forward and talk about the great teachers that you had and maybe some of the not so great teachers. Right. Because we, I'm really trying to focus on, you know, in this age of public education, there's so much controversy um, over what's happening in public education as far as, you know, bullying and school safety and curriculum and funding. And are we really preparing students and young adults like yourself to move on to whatever next step they might be. For you, it's going to be a community college. For others, it might be a career. For others, it might be a four-year university. So we really are trying to dive in to find out how prepared do you really truly feel after being in public education for about 13 years of your life, which is a really long time. Um, so do you have a scholarship to this community college or how's that going to work for you? Um, I got A plus hours done. So if you do that, then you can do your first two years at a community college for free. So I took that to my advantage and used that. And the only thing I think I have to pay for is my room and board because dance pays for my books. Do you think that the public education system has prepared you more more for a community college experience or a four-year university experience? When I was like deciding where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do, my counselor helped a lot with pushing me to a community college because I had my A plus and because I could get the same education for a much cheaper price. Um, but obviously you can go to a university with A plus and but you wouldn't get that much like off of your tuition. So she really steered me into a community college. That's also what my parents wanted me to do. So it kind of just played out well. Yeah. And I think that it seems like more and more high school graduates and young adults are really moving towards a community college education because of the cost because of you know the ease of going and the scholarship opportunities and the funding opportunities um, you know for your universities although they are needed obviously for some folks for what they want to do it's it's a lot of money it's you know overly expensive the books and the and the classes and the load that you have to do um, so I think that it's an 
I think it's great that you decided on a community college. I mean, I went to a community college for a year or two before I went to a, mm -hmm. a large university. And I think that if you decide to move into a university, do you think that that will prepare you a little bit more if you've already spent a couple of years at a community college? Oh, yeah. I feel like it would be a good prep for what I want to do in my life and give me the college experience, not just like, oh, a community college. It'll also give me like, here's the actual like college experience. So I think after my two years at State Fair, I'd be willing to go to a university to continue my education. Yeah. All right. So on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the most prepared you've ever been for anything in your life, one being you don't have a clue what's about ready to happen, what would you rate your level of preparedness from the public education system? Like how well have they prepared you for your next steps based on a one to 10 scale? Um, I'd say like eight or nine. Wow, because, that's pretty high. Because I do know that's like great. they made me feel like I wanted to go to a community college because it was the same education at a lower price and I'm paying for my own college so I really don't want to be in debt. And um, the only thing is, like, I just don't know exactly what I want to do for the rest of my life, if sonography is what I want to do for the rest of my life. So that's the only thing I'm not 100% on. But I'm glad that I chose to go to a community college, and they pushed me in that direction. Yeah. Do you? Would you say that your classmates <clears throat> would, feel, would have the same um, number if I brought in 10 or 20 of your classmates that you graduated with? Do you feel that the school district itself did a really good job at that? Or do you feel that that's partly in ownership of what you've done, what your parents have done? Or do you feel that that is sort of across the line for everybody in that school district? Um, I know that the people, the teachers and the counselors and principals at my school push everyone to go to college and to continue their education. I just know that there are a lot of people who don't feel that that's right for them and they don't or they don't know what's right for them so I don't I don't think they all would have the same rating as I would just I just got lucky with what I wanted to do because I've always wanted to continue my education and go to college it's just I needed that push to mm -hmm. help me get there yeah well and I think it's great that you have people there that were actually pushing you but that some of that probably had to fall on you too um, I'm sure that there were times when there were teachers or counselors seeking you out and asking you questions, but did you have to sort of take the lead on a lot of that by by going and, and asking questions and sort of pushing the adults in the building to help you with that? Would you, I mean, is that sort of a fair assessment of how that went? Yeah, 100%. They um, would bring you in. It, was, it started your junior year of high school. They would bring you in and start asking you about colleges and like seeing if you wanted to go tour any colleges. And then when you got to senior year, they brought you in more often and was asking you if you knew what you wanted, if you have these certain wants or certain goals or certain career paths that you wanted to go on. And so, yeah, I had to explain to them things I wanted and things I didn't want when I graduated. Do you think that they focus mostly on helping students that wanted to go to college as opposed to, you know, if I just walked in as a senior or junior or sophomore and said, you know, college isn't really my thing. I think I just want to start a small business or go to a trade school or be a YouTube gamer. I don't know, whatever those, you know, those <laughs> people that play live stream games, like that's the thing now, I guess. But would they have been as open and motivated to help an, a student that had those 
dreams and desires as opposed to I want to go to college. Yeah, I feel like they still were very supportive of what everyone wanted to do. Um, I know that they would try and push if you didn't want to go to college that this is important, that you should go to college. But I know that if it really wasn't someone's goal that they wanted to reach, that they were supportive of what they wanted and still listened to what they wanted in their life. Do they have a lot of options for those kids that didn't want to go to college as far as what you should do next? I'm not really sure. I don't really know because I want to go to college. Right. So you were I don't one really, of those kids. Yeah, I wasn't one yeah. of them. But, that you know, I wonder about that if, yeah. if, because the college isn't for everyone. You know, there's right. probably a lot of, of students that you went to school with and they just school wasn't their thing. They didn't learn that way. I think most of them, after they graduated, they just started working. They just got a job and just started working, and they'll probably just live at home. Mm -hmm. Which is, I think, a great reason, and that's a great point that you make, that maybe we should put more things into place instead of just people in school saying, you know, we need to get you into college and here's what you need to do. Maybe having, you know, resources set up that say, hey, here's what you do if you want to own your own business and not have to go to school. Here's right, what you yeah. do if you want to, you know, have a career in this field where you might not need college right away. Sort of walk everyone through that process because I think we are super college heavy when it comes to, right. to seniors and um, juniors. Getting them to college is really the main thing, but that's not always you know, the right step for everybody. Right. Um, so that's a good point. That'd be interesting. We need to find somebody that, that chose a different route and maybe see how well they were helped um, going through uh, the last couple of years of their school. So what are some challenges that you feel that you faced, um, especially your last four years of high school, trying to get yourself ready? What do you think some of the biggest challenges were for you? Um. The biggest challenges for me would probably be all like academically related because once you get to like your junior year and your senior, sometimes sophomore year too, um, if you're absent and then you come back, you've missed so much and the teachers don't go back just to reteach you the lesson. So that was really difficult for me and I know it's like something that a lot of people struggle with and they get frustrated over whenever you're sick or you're out and then, or you have a doctor's appointment and you're out and then you come back and they're already like two lessons ahead of you. So that was my biggest like challenge was getting caught up or like falling behind, not even being absent, it was just falling behind and not being able to catch back up. Would you say that teachers were empathetic to that? Um, you were gone, you were out for a couple of days, or were, you know, we're going to try to help get you caught up, here's some extra work, do this at home, and we'll give you credit, stay after school, let me see what I can do to help you, or was it just this, sorry, this is kind of what you missed, we're moving on? Yeah, it was kind of like you're on your own because you missed school, they're still there. They take it as the point as like you missed, but we're here, so you need to get what you missed. So I would have to like get my own notes and then if they were to take a test and I was gone, I would have to take it even if I was like a few notes behind. So they don't really pick you back up whenever you're, mm -hmm. you've been gone. And maybe, you know, I know that I, I've talked to some high school teachers and when that's come up, they always say, well, that's what's going to happen to them in college. 
Right. Um, if they if they go, the the professor's not going to be baby stepping them through, you know, their courses and and so you know maybe that's a, a good way to get you prepared. But I'm sure in the moment, it sometimes feels like it's kind of setting you up for failure. Yeah. I mean, I know it's they have a good mindset for it, but it does get really frustrating whenever you are far behind than other people. It's yeah. just frustrating. Yeah. So talking about some challenges and some things that, that we have to deal with in the school system if we're a part of that institution is school safety. So that has, you know, there's been a lot of tragic incidents over the last five to ten years um, in schools all around the nation. So how did that affect you in the district that you were in, or did it affect you? I mean, did you feel safe? Did you feel like some of these drills that you were being forced to do were a little excessive or sort of how did you feel about all of the school safety stuff? Um, me personally, I felt safe. Um, we did drills all the time and I never thought it was too much because every time we did a certain drill, it would be different. So we would do like a fire drill and after we did the fire drill, we would like go to the um, football field because if there was an actual fire, you wouldn't be able to just stand outside. You would have to, like, move. Or if there was an intruder, then we would take precaution, and then afterwards we would evacuate. Or sometimes we wouldn't evacuate. It was just kind of like a thing that you did or you didn't do, and it was just so that you knew exactly what was going to happen whenever the principal came over the intercom. And they did drills about... I'd say twice a month. So it was it was I thought it was very helpful for me at least. Did it did it sort of just become like the norm? Yeah. I mean, I'd never felt like, oh, this is just a routine, you know. So like if it was actually happening, um I wouldn't know what to do, but it did because like it did become kind of like a th- like a normal thing that you just did like, oh, we're doing a fire drill, oh, we're doing a tornado drill. So it came a routine, but it never felt any, like, less of what it actually is. I still took it seriously because I know that those things happen, so. Yeah, and it's just kind of where we are today, and it's a sad thing that right. kids have to be subjected to those things, but it is necessary for sure. Um, all right, so we're going to talk about some things that I know kids love, like homework, um, <laughs> busy work, repetitive lessons, being bored in the classroom, all the things that kids look forward to <laughs> every day when they go to school, right? So do you think that all that stuff is really, truly necessary? I think so, yeah. I mean, I never mind having homework. I mean, if of any of Nicole's friends are listening right now that are still in school, <laughs> they're like, please don't, hold, <laughs> please don't hold this against her, okay? <laughs> um, I have always been terrible at math. And so getting math homework and getting more problems helped me because you're never going to know something when you just do it in class one time. Like, you have to keep going and Mm -hmm. going and going. And then with, like, repetitive lessons, I think if you learn something your sophomore year, then touch on it your junior year, and then touch on it one more time your senior year, it's, like, it's beneficial because it sticks. It stays with your head. It keeps going as you get older and get wiser. Mm -hmm. I think you might literally be every teacher's like dream student. <laughs> I'm the I'm that <laughs> teacher's I'm pet. Here, I'm sure. Well, listen, you don't have to be anymore. <laughs> You're not in school. I know. I really don't. 
Um, because a lot of kids don't feel like that. A lot of kids are like, this is too much homework. It's excessive. And we've Sometimes got all this Sometimes it can blood. get that way. But it's, I think that it's great. And it just sort of shows what kind of a kid that you are and, and what kind of a student that you are kind of always on the positive side to everything. And it's, you know, and I and I guess sometimes when you have all that homework, you're like, well, I might as well just make the best of it and use it as a learning experience instead of, you know, griping and complaining about it because right. it's it's just going to happen. Um, so I think that that's that's fantastic. That I really you feel didn't that feel way. like I got that much homework yeah. either because I had seven classes in a day and I would maybe come home like with homework with only three classes. And don't you think that some of it stems from if you're able to really focus and get things done? Um, during the day that you have less less yeah. homework to do because you completed it when you were supposed yeah. to and you weren't, you know, visiting or socializing or doing any of those things while mm-hmm. other kids might be doing that. So, yeah, of course, they're going to have a little bit more homework. But for the students that are actually, you know, getting the work done, it's not as bad for them. Right. So kudos to you. <laughs> Good job. And I know that your parents are very proud of you for that as well. All right. So... What do you think are the three most important skills to have when preparing for life as an adult? Like out of high school when you go into yeah, the real Yeah, what do you think world? the three most important things are just to, to be prepare yourself to be a good adult? Um, responsibility. Because you got to pay them bills, girl. Yeah, you have to be responsible. <laughs> um, you have to be communicative. Like you have to communicate with people. That's a really important thing because if you don't have communication skills, then – that's not going to get you anywhere. Um, I don't know. I didn't really that's think about this one. one. Yeah. How are you with organization? You think that's an important one? Oh, I've always been organized. <laughs> oh, I know, girl. Like I said, every, <laughs> yeah. every teacher and parent's dream. I have you know, like it's... everything put together in folders and a spot to my room. Not all the always, but yeah, yeah, because you you really do have to utilize all that stuff, right? Like because when you are gone. Mom's not going to be there mm-hmm. to be like, get up, it's time to go. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not going to be someone there sort of reminding you um, when you have to be at class. So it's really great that you've sort of already have those skills. And now really for you, specifically just for you, you just are perfecting them and you're just going to transfer the skills that you used in your life now and in high school and you'll transfer them to a different setting which will be college, but the skills are still there. So have you always been like that? Or do you think that's something that you've just sort of learned? Your mom's like that too, though. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've always been mature for my age. I remember my mom telling me, like, when I was 13 years old, why are you so mature? Like, why do you, like, why why are you so mature? And I, I don't really know. I just, I like everything to be in a specific way. And I like to be responsible. I like to know that I'm reliable and my parents can count on me and my friends can count on me because it just feels good. Can you come over to my house <laughs> and uh, <laughs> talk to my teenager? I'm begging you. You should write like write a book about that. That'd be great. Write a book about a being book? a responsible teenager. That'd be great. You got a lot of good stuff. <laughs> so, all right, now we're going to talk about something difficult. And we're not going to, you know, we don't ever mention any specific people or anything. You know, we're going to keep it sort of vague for obvious reasons. But we're going to talk about effective teachers versus ineffective teachers. And I think even if you're a great student and you do well, there's always teachers that are better than others. It's just That's just life. It's like that in any yeah. company or organization or anywhere that you go. There's going to be some people that are more effective at what they're doing. So I want you to sort of think about 
you know, from middle school, even possibly elementary school to now, who are maybe one or two of the the teachers that you felt just really knocked it out of the park, made an impact, really made you learn and want to learn, and then maybe a teacher or two that mm, you really didn't feel like you got much out of their class and they were right. truly sort of maybe an ineffective teacher. And then just tell me a little bit about why those people were either really effective or why they were maybe not so effective. Right. Um, I don't know if I can remember back to middle school, <laughs> but I've had some really great teachers in high school and I've had some really not great teachers in high school. Um, like I said, my um, human AP teacher, she was amazing. She was just so energetic and always there and always wanted per- to participate with you that it just made you feel like you were there and that you wanted to be there because she made it that way. And for being a difficult class, she made it fun and she made me enjoy it. So I really appreciate her for that. Um, I had another great teacher my freshman year of high school. He was my um, English teacher and he was the same way. He was very energetic, very loud, very obnoxious, but it was in a good way. And he just made, he just made it fun. He just made, he made me want to learn about it. And it was just, that, that's a cool experience. Um, I had a teach another teacher my freshman year. Um, he was very monotoned and he did not know my name. He did not memorize anyone's name. Um, and he was just so monotone and so boring that I just sat in that class and just wanted to like, get out. I really just wanted to leave because nothing was, we never did activities. It was like notes, tests, worksheets all the time. So nothing was ever fun. It was very boring and I did not enjoy any part of it. Mm -hmm. He also, he had some strict rules that were very like ridiculous. Um, You couldn't drink water in the class and I have a friend who's diabetic who needs water, and he made her sit in the hallway and drink her water because mm-hmm. her um, blood sugar was high. And he has a no cell phone rule, which was fine. Like, some teachers have that. Um, but he had mirrors put up in the back of his room so that he could see if you were, like, looking down. He was very – it was very odd. There was just always something very odd about him. Do you think? Okay, I've never heard of anything like that. That is the, that is truly <laughs> ridiculous. Um, do you think some of that comes from just a control issue? Probably, probably mm-hmm. he is power hungry. Rules, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he likes to have the authority. Yeah, but and I want to go back to something else that you said because I think that this is vital, and I don't know if teachers really truly understand the depth of them knowing their students' names. And so that might seem like a small thing to some people like, well, he was in the class. I'm sure if they looked, they knew the kids' names. And as long as they're teaching, why is that such a big deal? But since you mentioned that, like, that's really important, I think, to kids of all ages. And I'll never forget, like, probably about 10 years ago, um, my dad called and said that my younger sister had the was having the worst year of her entire school experience. And when I found out the reason why, that was the reason. Because the teacher didn't, she didn't feel that the teacher knew her name, never addressed her by her name. And I was like, are you serious? Just because of that? But when you mention that, it's it's truly, it makes you feel like you're important to them. Right. right? I mean, because yeah. they know not only your name, but a little bit about you. Yes. they When they address me by my name, 
Like I feel, I feel like wanted, like they wanna talk to me, they wanna know about me, they want me to succeed in what I'm doing. When they just call me, hey you, I'm like, excuse me, I have a name. <laughs> yeah, and I think that students spend so much time with these people I mean, they spend a, a they spend a good portion of their day oh, yeah. with this person. You know, whether it's you just have them for one hour for a class, or you have them all day in elementary school, right? And that you do truly need to feel like you're wanted and known in that environment, so that you feel like you're truly a part of it. So, teachers, all of my listeners that are middle school and high school, please know your kids' names and make sure that your students know that you know who they are and that you know a little bit about each student and that you're addressing them by their names because it really is a small thing that you can do. But it means a lot. It does mean a lot. So I'm glad that you brought that up, Nicole. All right, we're going to wrap it up with one last question. If you could change one thing about your public school um, education, what would that one thing be? Um, I would probably change... Um how many teachers I have or the way that my school was designed because my school's very old and some of the teachers are very old and <laughs> and it's just they don't relate to you as much when they're older or you know you don't feel like I don't I didn't always feel that my school was the cleanest or the cleanly whatever and I just felt that that could be easily fixed like there's small little things about my school that could have been easily fixed and um those are just they're just small things that I would change well I was I'm also, surprised that you didn't pick up a broom and mop and start cleaning for them like the no. kind of kid that you are <laughs> you see I, Nicole mopping the <laughs> mopping the hallway floor wiping the windows down in the bathroom <laughs> um I would also change um this sounds kind of terrible, but I would change some of the people that I went to school with. Um, they can get mean. They can get nasty. Everybody does. So like the other kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The people that I go to, that I went to school with, that I graduated with, because there's just some that have never been nice to me. And since I moved schools to the school I graduated from, I felt like I never was fully accepted by all of the students at that school. Um, I just always felt like the new girl, and even when I was there for, like, years on top of years, I was there for six, no, five and a half years, so that was just, like, I just wish I made, I had more friends at that school, as I still do at my old school. Mm -hmm. Well, Nicole, you are an absolute delight, and I just adore you, and I'm so glad that you took the time out to come to the studio and have this conversation with me. I think it's really important. Um, for our listeners to hear from the people that they're trying to serve. Um, So I appreciate you being as candid as you were, and I know that whatever you do, that you are going to be highly successful in it, and you need to come back in, you know, three to four years and kind of give us an update on what you're doing (laughs) and where you are and, if you know, what, what journey that it's been in college. So thank you for coming. Yeah, of course. And this is Christy Wool signing off on this episode of Classroom Matters. Don't forget to check us out on the educate.today website.